Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Canadians. Inside today's show, we are talking about the start of the Canadians' Western Canadian road trip this time, talking about free agency and the return of three up, three down. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 562 of Locked On Canadians. We have a jam-packed show here for you on Tuesday. And if you are listening to this, thank you for making us your first listen today. Please also go check out our episode from Monday with Tony Ferrari as we talked Shane Wright, the 2022 draft class, and so much more. A ton of great information there for everybody who's interested in what the Canadians might do come June at the trade, the trade, the draft, I should say. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matland. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Saba and Laura. It is our favorite, one of our favorite days of the week. It is three up, three down. But first, we're we're talking Western Canadian road trip, which means you and I are up until but o'clock in the morning watching the Montreal Canadiens play hockey against uh, some teams they don't always do so well against. You know what, though? I feel pretty good that at least it's uh, a team that's trending upwards. It's a team that's giving us some excitement. They're up against some tough teams. I, uh, you know... The Canadians, uh, you look at the playoffs and yes, they swept them, but the Canadians tend to have some trouble with Winnipeg, right? It's not it's not always an easy ride. I mean, their record against Winnipeg overall is pretty good, but in general, they do have a tough time with them. For whatever reason, they tend to, you know, play Vancouver uh, really badly. If you don't look at last year, again, last year seems like an anomaly, <laughs> but like they're always like, you know, a bad Vancouver team and you expect the Canadians to beat them and then they come up with some way to lose or carry prices undefeated against them. But as soon as it's not carry price, it's a whole mess and everything. So you never know what to expect. But to be honest, I'm, I'm excited about the road trip. I'm excited to see uh, the Canadians play Calgary, a legitimately good team, a, a playoff contending team. Tyler Toffoli, obviously, I don't want to see him burn uh, the, the Habs for trading him, but uh, I, I'm, I'm happy about it. And and so it's not, it doesn't feel like as much of a chore as it did, you know, earlier in the season when they went out West or uh, last season when they would go out West, it feels like something where even if the Canadians lose, at least we're going to get good games. And I hope that that ends up happening. So do you want my, my positive thought or my negative thought going out West here first? Um, Let's start with negative and then move on to positive. Okay, so we saw what happened with Tyler Toffoli playing the Canucks last year and how that came back to bite them on the butt almost instantaneously. Uh, My fear is that he is going to dunk on the Habs from such a great height that it's somehow going to bring Dominique Ducharme back to this team, and that scares (laughs) me. Because like you said, the Flames are legitimately good. They have good goaltending. Their defense is very good. They've added Tyler Toffoli to a pretty good offensive forward group there. Somehow, though, the Habs beat them earlier this season in a pretty, I don't want to say lopsided, but it wasn't close on the scoreboard. So I'm very interested to see what they do with Martin St. Louis. Uh, And as for my positive thought, this is the first game against the Jets this season. Uh, As anyone who remembers the Jets uh, Habs series last year, this is the first game where the coward Mark Shifley will be in front of the Montreal Canadiens. And there is probably one good thing going for him. And it's that Shea Weber is not currently able to play hockey. 
or Mark Scheifele would catch a cross check in the jaw at some point in this game. I My question is, is someone going to fight him and just get this out of the way early? Or are these Habs kind of content to let bygones be bygones here and, you know, rough him up within the rules a little bit and not engage in the, the staged 1980s style fight that a lot of people have come to loathe at this point? Yeah, I don't think there should be a stage fight at all. I don't think that they should pursue it, but I do think that they should uh, definitely make his life hard. They should be really annoying to play against for him. Um, I just, I'd get in his way a lot. I'd, I'd make sure I finish my checks against him. Clean hits, no hits to the head. We're not Mark Shifley. We are better than the coward Mark Shifley. But <laughs> I do, wa- I, I want to see it. I, I, I want to see him like be really, really frustrated and annoyed. And obviously the best way you can do that is on the score sheet, but he tends to lash out like a giant baby when that happens. Um, so I, I just, I really want to get in his way, get in his face, um, you know, like I said, those rough checks, like, like just, just unleash Romanov on the ice when he's there. Um, I want to see a lot of that. Uh, I, I, I definitely don't condone like dirty cheap shots or anything like that, but I also, I really don't want him to have an easy time against the Canadians. I think that that hit is something that was so uncalled for and the way that he went about it afterwards, like never really apologizing, never really taking responsibility, just really being just a gigantic baby about it um and and so you know what like he just has to step up and uh i think i think part of that is you're gonna have to deal with the canadians just being really freaking annoying and and again i want the canadians to be annoying i don't i don't want them to purposely go out there and try to injure him because then you're literally the same as the coward mark shifley and that's the thing is i don't want anyone to i don't want anyone getting hurt because that just keeps that nasty cycle going and nobody wants that. Like you said, I just want them to make his life hell on the ice. And, you know, you have a guy like Michael Pozzetta who lives for that kind of role. However, I don't want to see Michael Pozzetta out there defending the Jets' top line because that's not good coaching. <laughs> but maybe every now and then, if you see him towards the end of one of his shifts, you kind of put him out there and you go, okay, you hit him cleanly, you let him know what's going on, and you just kind of let it go because the Jets, for all their faults, still have a very good goaltender. Connor Hellebuck's phenomenal, and they do have the ability to really pile up some goals if we're not careful. You look at Kyle Connor, who's, I think, topped 30 goals again. Blake Wheeler, for his faults, is still very good. Mark Scheifele, despite being a coward, is a very good offensive player. And this is, it's another test for Martin St. Louis. The Ottawa game was, what happens if you're dragged into this sluggish mess. This one's going to be a lot more like a sprint because the Jets don't have a defensive capability to kind of keep up with other teams like we've seen before. So I'm very curious how St. Louis handles this game going forward and what happens. Um, I'm not making predictions again this time. I got my I got the Sabres one right, so I'm not dumb enough to try and double down on that right now. So I'm I'm really, really interested uh, to see what Canadian's team comes out here. Because there's travel, it's going out west, it is just never a good time for Montreal out there. So, And then a lot of late games, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. And I'm glad the California, the California trip's already over because they usually do these back-to-back and it's just a nightmare like two and a half weeks. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's tough on the Habs too. And then they come back and they're all jet-lagged and stuff. So I'm glad they're getting, you know, they've spaced it out. And and I'm a lot more optimistic about this one than I was about the California one. Um, and 
obviously I think it remains to be seen, but I'm I'm not too too bummed. I am bummed about having to stay up really late to record these post games because I just realized that I have all of those edits, Scott. I am This is payback for the eleven PM game that I had last year. So like we're totally even now. I had that one where we finished and went to bed and it was almost three o'clock in the morning and I had to work the next day. We are totally even at this point now. And I just uh, want to really quickly self-plug that I will be on Game Over with Andrew Berkshire after the Edmonton game this weekend. Going to be a good time. Check that out. Also, subscribe to the Scorch Stack before the Flames game. We do love them <laughs> so much. Uh, coming up next, though, Montreal Canadiens uh, infuriated the Edmonton, or not the Edmonton, the Ottawa media by potentially being players in free agency. We're going to discuss whether that's actually true or not. But first, football might be over, but basketball season is in full swing. And if you want the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and so much else. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. So it's funny is that we looked at the Montreal Canadiens and we went, this looks like a two-year rebuild based on the way they were playing under Dominique Ducharme when Jeff Gorton and uh, Kent Hughes were hired. And since then, Martin St. Louis has come in and this team has started to have some appeal to it again in that, Jeff Petrie looks rejuvenated. Cole Caulfield looks like a new player. Everyone looks better right now. And that's led to insiders such as Pierre Lebrun and others to mention that the Canadians want to land one or two big name free agents this summer. And the first one that comes to mind is Patrice Bergeron. And for whatever reason, before the Ottawa game, this uh, very much infuriated one member of their media who thought it was weird that the Canadians are not doing as good in the rebuild as the Ottawa Senators were. Therefore, they can't possibly spend on free agents. And to that, I go, that's not how any of this works. The Canadians can spend on whoever they want. Their owner actually wants to spend money. And we talk about building through the draft and loading up on draft picks and prospects and who they've got in the pool right now. We look at Joshua Wall. We've talked about Jordan Harris a lot on this show. Is there something in the cards for a big name free agent this summer? Is it Patrice Bergeron? Is it a Chris Letang? Who I'm very curious to see what Kent Hughes has up his sleeve because Bergeron makes a lot of sense, but it's it's not a foregone conclusion that he wants to end his career on a team that's going to be exiting a rebuild. So I think the thing about the Canadians is that, or at least this front office, they seem to be very responsive to conditions. So they've got a vision in their mind of what they want, but they kind of have to adjust as, as more information becomes available. And they've shown that they're not afraid of doing that, right? With Dominique Ducharme, they had already planned that he wasn't going to come back. And then when they saw the results and the, and the process wasn't going the way they wanted to, um, they obviously made a coaching change. So, you know, they could have something in their mind, but as, as, you know, people become available, for example, or as, as circumstances dictate, they could change. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being a rebuilding team. If you see yourself uh, making, if you see yourself having a rebuild that's shorter than, let's say, five years, right? Like there's always, there's always 
longer term ones where you tear everything down. There's ones where you're kind of hopeless for 10 years. The Canadians, I think they seem to be very much um, in the camp of they only want to be bad for a couple of years. And they did that with the with the with the or Jeff Gordon, at least did that um, in, in New York, where, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to rebuild. And then they went out and they went after Panarin, you know. Um, it's, I don't think it's a bad idea when a player of a, a certain caliber becomes available in free agency to kind of go after it. There's also the idea of, you know, what kind of a veteran do you want mentoring your players? Like what kind of a team do you see yourself as? So like, let's, let's use the name Patrice Bergeron just as an example, right? Like a lot of people are like, that's unlikely. How dare the Canadians have the audacity to even think about Patrice Bergeron, I think everybody should calm down. Here's the thing with Patrice Bergeron. He's a two-way forward. His defensive game is stellar. We talked with our special guest, Tony Ferrari, on yesterday's episode. And if you missed that, please go check it out. About how he's at a caliber where there's not a whole lot of other guys that can match that, right? You can be a really good defensive forward. There's not a lot of guys that can match that. But, you know, the way that Patrice Bergeron plays, the way that he carries himself is something that you would want your younger players to emulate. He's the kind of guy where even though he plays on the team that I literally hate the most, like out of all sports, like I hate them more than the Yankees, um, you know, like or or the Patriots. I still love that him as a player, right? Like he's that kind of guy where it transcends all Jersey numbers. And so if you're the team like the Canadians and you want somebody like that, setting an example in your locker room, yes, you go for a big name like that. But if you're also like, if you're thinking that your rebuild isn't going to take more than two to three years, get somebody who's about to enter their prime. Who's like just entering their UFA years, get somebody who you think still has like that five, six years in the tank that can help you get somebody who's going to help you sell seats. Right. Marty was the first step to that. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, they're two people that are that are worth the price of admission. Uh, you know, Alexander Romanov is fun to watch. You want to add more people like that, and presumably Carey Price will come back, hopefully, next season, um, if not at the end of this season, which, again, like, if they can let them rest longer, they should. Um, you want people to want to come to your games, even if you are rebuilding, but it's also just a situation where, when you're trying to land a free agent, you're not just looking for a need. You know, you're not just saying this guy scores a lot of goals or this guy is a defenseman. You really want it to be part of the unit that you're trying to build. You really want them to fit into the process that you're trying to build. You really want them to be somebody who would play well under Marty San Louis, which the Canadians right now are demonstrating that it doesn't matter what kind of a person or player you are. Everybody seems to be thriving. I don't see a single person who isn't. And, and I, you know, some people are obviously seeing reduced ice time. Under, under St. Louis, which is, you know, it, it, it doesn't fit in with his vision, but they're still uh, being given roles on the team. They're still being given assignments on his team. So I think part of it is a draw. And, and Vinny LeCavalier actually said something really, really cool when in his introductory press conference on Zoom is he talked about how when he signed with Philadelphia, the reason that he signed with Philadelphia is the coach. Um, he wanted to play for that particular coach. And he said multiple times in that interview, you know, the coach is what attracted me to the team at the time. Like, that's what I wanted. So having Martin St. Louis, I think, is a great bargaining chip when you are trying to attract a free agent. So if somebody is willing to come to Montreal and sort of mentor the young ones, but also gives, give us something to watch night in and night out, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that you should be laughing at the Canadians for saying that they're trying to rebuild, but then also going after a big-name free agent. It it worked out for the Rangers. I think they're still a couple of years away from contending, but they've got some really good prospects. They've got some fun players, and they've got good players that are still young enough. Like, you're talking about Panarin. You're talking about Zibanejad. 
you can do that. And, and, and for me, I, I think it's perfectly fine. So like, if you're, you know, meteor fan base that's looking at them incredulously, it's like, it, why? Why? Why not? Like, why shouldn't they go out? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. They'll just go on a full rebuild for a year. But if it does work out, why not grab these really good players that any team would love to have? And that's the thing about it is, is that everyone's like, oh, they'll cap space at this and cap space that. We don't know what Gordon Hughes plan to do with Carey Price or with Shea Weber or whomever. Like, there's contracts coming off the books and there's likely players heading out at this deadline and up to the draft that are going to get traded and I'm not saying they're going to have to they're going to go out and get Nazem Kadri who is the leading scoring free agent right now because he's going to go from 4.5 million cap it to a lot more because of how good he's been this year. They might not go get a Johnny Gaudreau. It would be amazing if they did. I don't think they will, but there's names out there like we've seen Philip Forsberg mentioned and you know what? They don't have to be a superstar. Like Evgeny Malkin is a free agent. I do not expect them to go after Evgeny Malkin. But I think they're going to go after some of these guys who are household names to help fill that void. Like you're missing Tyler Toffoli. You're probably going to be losing a couple guys off the wing and in the forward group there. Why not make that splash next year? You're, you might promote someone like Jesse Alonen and Raphael Harvey Pinar to the NHL level. And why not make it easier that you have a Philip Forsberg or someone in that group there that makes their transition easier and kind of takes the pressure off of them having to be so good and there's names and it all depends on a fit. You know, it's who a lot of these guys have played against Martin St. Louis and seeing how good the Canadians have been underneath him. And if they continue to have that fun style of play, there's a lot of guys who are going to want to get in on that. And honestly, I, it, it makes the Canadians off season so much more intriguing knowing that, you know what? We're just going to give up. We're not actually going for anything. We're just going to draft a bunch of people. We might sign a guy here, might re-sign a guy there. The fact that they're kind of announcing, hey, we want to get this person, they're generating hype for this team next year. It's going to have new faces. It's going to have a lot of departing faces. That's just the fact of the matter here. It's just very interesting to see who and what they do. Obviously, we'll we'll find out in a cu- couple of months. Yeah, a couple of months, actually. It's March, so it's, it's, it's still good. Uh, and we'll find out from there. Uh, however... It is time for one of our favorite segments of the week. It is time for three up and three down. That's coming up next. But first, this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. There are so many makes and models of cars in so many years, and it's potentially a little bit intimidating to get into your local chain auto parts store to try and find exactly what you are looking for. And you don't want to ask, be intimidated going in. Is it an LX? Is it an EX? Is it an LS? And you don't know. Go to rockauto.com, save your time and the money, and you can save up to 30, 50, or even 100% compared to chain store or car dealerships. And Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. And they have everything that you need. Do you need brake pads? Do you need taillights? Do you need motor oil? Even new carpet for your car? They have everything that you need. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. Check it out. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So it is three up, three down. We always like to do this. It is, it's nice to have actual ups in a given week and not kind of make it up as we go because of how bad the team is. 
Uh, Laura, do we want to start with um, where where are you starting with down this week? I should say. Well, I was on mute. I'm so sorry, everybody. I was on mute. Um, I was literally like looking for reasons to have a down. I don't have very many downs in the Canadians um, this this week. I uh, I don't even see anyone that's trending downwards. Like I can't even think about like a penalty that somebody shouldn't have taken. Can you remember anything? I I mean, no, not really. Like. I don't like I don't have a down really like across the board. My my biggest complaint this week is that uh rocket goaltending was not as good as it could have been because it's I'm become accustomed to having very good goaltending. Uh unfortunately for the Rocket on Saturday, they blew a three-nothing lead to the Belleville Senators. They were undisciplined. Caden Primo got shelled in the third period. He did his best and they came up short. That that really is my down for this week. And my first up actually goes to one of the Rocket players. It goes to Rafael Harvey-Pinard, who after Paul Byron was injured against the Sabres, my first thought was, that guy should get called up. And then he immediately scored a goal, and he continues to do stuff like that. And as an honorable mention to that, another man with an acronym for name, Devontae Smith-Pelly is riding a point streak as at the time of this recording. He's got three points in his last two games a really fun story watching him come in as a tryout and he's kind of earned his spot in the rocket lineup. So he and Raphael Harvey Pinard are on my up list this week. So my up list kind of, it's a, it's not cheating if we do it two weeks in a row, but I think, um, <laughs> you know, Andrew Hammond, uh, I, I think that's a great story. Uh, and I'll, Obviously, anybody who plays well against the Senators. I also just really love Josh Anderson. So whenever I'm at a loss, I'm just going to throw in Josh Anderson. Um, just because the joy with which he pisses off the Ottawa Senators and the, <laughs> and the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fan bases, uh, to me, I think um, I think are a big one. And I also just want to say, I think L- L- Laurent Dauphin has adapted very much very well to everything that's been thrown at him. He's been asked to do a lot of different things this year, both, you know, at the AHL level and then when called up to the NHL level, he's taken it all in stride. He's performed um, as expected and beyond expected. He hasn't complained, which I think is a big, um, it's, it's a big sign of, of, of uh, sort of his adaptability. He hasn't like, you know, there hasn't been any kind of uh, negativity to his demeanor. And so I think for him, um, that's going to be my mention for my third up this week. So I also had Andrew Hammond because uh, it, it's not hard to root for the guy, especially like he got that nice warm welcome back in Ottawa before absolutely slamming the door in their face. Uh, his wife is an absolute delight on Twitter uh, and they are welcoming a third child, their first daughter they announced today. So things are going well uh, for the Hammond family. They are a really, he is by far one of the most fun stories happening in the Canadians organization right now. We've talked about Samuel Montembeau, but how can you not feel a little bit romantic about hockey with watching Andrew Hammond come out of nowhere, hasn't played in the NHL in four years. And in his first two starts, he's, I don't want to say miraculous, but like extremely good to start, get two wins for the Canadians. Uh, And my other up goes to Arturi Lekkanen. He had two goals against the Senators, obviously to open the scoring and the game-winning goal there. I I still think they shouldn't trade him. I still think that he is someone they should uh, keep and hold on to. But as you will see in one of our uh, future videos uh, coming up for Lockdown NHL is that he might be their biggest trip 
or chip heading into the trade deadline, but I'm going to be really sad to potentially watch him go. He's been, he's one of those guys that has played really well this season, even under Dominique Ducharme, Arturi Lekin was one of the big positive bright spots for this team and losing him right now feels like you're just ripping a huge chunk out of this lineup, which I know some people would have disagreed with in the previous couple of years. He's not scoring. He's not doing much. There's so much else that he does well that, you know, losing out on Arturi Lekkinen really, it really does feel like it would take a chunk out of this team. And I really, I'm not quite prepared to see him go uh, at the trade deadline if that is the case. I think he's also, he's a fan favorite. I, I like him because he's very versatile. He's definitely somebody that um, gets a lot of praise on the show. A lot of times, like, obviously, we don't think of him as an elite superstar or anything like that. We're not delusional. But he's, he's he can fit into a lot of spots on the Canadians. He's, he's the kind of guy that could do that on any team, really. So... I feel like I would be really, really sorry for him to see him go. And I've seen a lot of fans express that as well. I also know that he happens um, to have a huge champion in our friend Mark Dumont, uh, who we are big <laughs> fans of. Uh, I, may the Canadians never trade him. Um, and, uh, and, and so I do definitely think that the thing is, the reason that I would be sorry to see him go is also the reason that GMs are probably calling about him. He's definitely the kind of guy that you would want for a playoff run. So I do think that if they're offering something good, then the Canadians should let him go because, again, they're in this like rebuild, whatever the, the thing that they are doing is. <laughs> um, I definitely do do think so. And I just want to note something because I'm very, very self-conscious about it. Like my face is very puffy right now. So if you're watching on YouTube, please know that it's because I had my wisdom teeth removed and I don't actually have an asymmetrical face. <laughs> she got in a fight with a bear, actually, and she kicked <laughs> bear's butt and that's actually what happened here don't let her lie to you it's not wisdom teeth laura fought a bear on mont royal why i don't know but they were talking trash so she threw a right hook and won that's what happened and that's my story and i'm sticking to it so bears get mercilessly abused on this show don't they well, have i fought a bear at some other point in time no but you made the bear eat nuclear poop Oh yeah, that's right. I talked about, oh yeah, that's right. It was, uh, I forgot about the department of player safety. Go back and watch that clip. We might have to repost that one at some point, but, uh, before we go, please share your three up three down in the comments here on YouTube. If you're watching here or tweet us at LO underscore Canadians, you can tweet Laura at the active stick. You can tweet myself at Scott Metla. Thank you as always for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day. Make your second listen, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, where Steel Roden and Flip Livingston have all this information that you need to crush your fantasy hockey league for the rest of the year. We will see you all next time.